listening to The Potato Podcast, presented by Columbia Media Group. You can listen to past episodes on thepotatopodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you enjoy the episode, be sure to give us a like and leave a review. This episode brought to you by Superizer. When storage matters, turn to Superizer. Hello, listeners. Thank you once again for uh, joining the Potato Podcast. I am your host, Dave Alexander, with Potato Country Magazine. Today, our podcast is titled Inferonutrients, What You Need, What Works, Nano and Molecular Technology. So yeah, that's a mouthful. And um, to help explain this, we are talking with Noel Curry from ATC Labs Incorporated in Presque Isle, Maine. Um, Noel has been doing independent testing on new molecules and surfactant products with some good results. And um, we welcome you to the podcast, Noel. Um, Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You bet. Why don't you give us a a quick bio on on yourself and uh, your company, ATC Labs? Well, uh, I'm Noel Curry, and we run Aroostook Testing and Consulting Laboratories in Presque Isle, Maine. We started back in 1978. Uh, we're an agricultural and reference laboratory. We do a significant amount of product development research, or R&D. Uh, we've, uh, my, my background is in, in microbiology and, and biochemistry, uh, but that's pretty much what we do. Mostly what we do in terms of research is by the time things get to us, we're, uh, we're doing uh, large-scale commercial trials. This isn't greenhouse or necessarily proof of concept, but actually seeing whether or not this stuff works and helps our growers. Okay, and for um, those of us in the western states, we don't really know what a roostook is. But <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that a mountain ranger on there? That's a that's a local name of a county up here. Okay, <laughs> so, so we go by ATC Labs. It's much easier than explaining a rooster. <laughs> okay, so uh, and even easier than that, if you want to check out Noel, it's currycompany.com, which C U R R I E company.com. Okay, so um, let's uh, first talk about what growers need. Um, in furrow and what they should be applying in furrow. What are the the key nutrients growers should be using at, at planting? Planting planting is beginning. Uh, obviously, in the southern part of the East Coast, it's already started, and the northern tier will be starting. If not already, it will be. Um, this is the time of year where we start uh, dealing with our our liquid pop-ups and our starters, which are all uh, uh, common, usually common practice now. Not everybody uses them, but, but it is common practice. We, having uh, good, soluble uh, sources of those uh, macronutrients is, is definitely important and, and beneficial. What we found in, in much of our research is some of these nutrients, uh, the secondary and trace nutrients, are also much more have a better impact the earlier we apply them rather than trying uh, later in the season to try to fix a deficiency. Obviously, mo- most everybody knows that when we're putting on uh, phosphorus, that it's it's important and critical that we actually have zinc being put on with that so that we can we can use the phosphorus properly. Uh, we're finding that 
boron and copper as well as manganese is, is important to be put on early. Uh, even our secondary nutrients, we're finding that the addition of magnesium uh, as well as calcium earlier rather than later, closer to the root uh, and in a soluble form being delivered with something that assists its take up or its uptake into the plant is being is critical to to get the biggest bang for our buck and to get those nutrients where we want to that's different than that's different than what was occurring you know 15 years ago or some or so a lot of a lot of those nutrients were saying well we'll put them on later over the top in a foliar application and we're finding that the by by having the infro technology that we have nowadays and the and the equipment and the technology to allow us to deliver some of those uh, some of those nutrients that I just mentioned uh, becomes far more important. So it's a good idea to have good soluble trace nutrient uh, products uh, being added in furrow as well, uh, in in support of those of those macronutrients of NP and K that we've we've known for for years that are improved by making sure that we get them where they're supposed to be. Uh, we're going to uh, talk some more about the soluble form, and and that leads into our our nano technology that we're going to be discussing. But first, when you're looking at at the micros, um, obviously your local crop consultant is would be the person to get with there because that, this is going to vary. Those are going to vary by geography. Is that is that right? Oh, oh, absolutely. Yes, yes. There's very, it's, it's hard to make. It's hard to make general recommendations across the whole continent. Obviously, that's, that's kind of, we. It's, it's all based on geology. The geology in, in the east is is far different than in the west. You have far more alkaline soils out there. We have acidic soils. We have a little more organic matter in the northeast versus versus out west that's that's why you really need to 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 pay attention to your crop consultants your your extension guys your 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 crop guys from from your chemical companies as well they're, they're those guys have that local knowledge and that that the, the way of of applying things that that are logistically feasible for your area and stuff like that. So definitely, it's definitely geogra- geographic, and we definitely want to make sure that we that we take advantage of those folks in your area that, that know that best. Okay, good advice there. So back to the soluble form of inferro nutrients. Um, what what makes a nutrient soluble and and I, this is where we're we're going to talk about nano technology a little bit, right? Right. Uh, most most products are soluble in 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 one fashion or another. They easily go into solution and 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 become plant available. And others take a, a long period of time to get them to to be in soil solution so that the the crop can take it up. What we've been doing a, a lot of studies on is actually those things that we can do or the products or molecules that we can do or add to these these products to not only increase their solubility, but increase their availability to the plant and the uptake of those nutrients by by adding some of these new technologies. And what um, what are these new technologies? We kind of bulk. We say nanotechnology, but when most people think about nanotechnology, they're thinking about physics or the supercomputers or something like that. But in in reality, what we're really trying to do is is we use very small molecules to make those products uh, work very well and be either small enough 
the active ingredient to be small enough to be taken up by the plant better or the product being small enough and helpful enough to increase the solubility and the uptake of the plant. We include things like um, surfactants are a big role in this. We play, we call that, that there's polymer, uh, polymer, polyionic polymers. How's that for a mouthful? Yes. That uh, are being added to active ingredients that increase their solubility and liquid fertilizers and things like that. Uh, and again, those are all products in terms of how we can get those active ingredients and nutrients delivered more efficiently to where they need to be. Okay, so you, you mentioned uh, surfactants, and um, mm-hmm. what's been some new technology in going on with surfactants? Surfactants, we're, we're finding that, uh, and like when we talk about plant oils, one, one of them is orange oil, the other in terms of surfactants. One company that has combined those is Oral Agri. Uh, we've done research with their products uh, and found that the addition of uh, uh, oral RZ in the in with your in with your micronutrients will actually or your fertile applied nutrients and active ingredients will increase the uptake of those compounds into the plant. Uh, that's those are important. We also that company also has uh, taken and made another product called NanoCal. They put the nano rate in the name, which what they've done is actually micronized the micronized the calcium, made it very, very small, so that not only is it more available, but they've also leveraged the plant oil and the surfactant aspect of things to help increase the uptake of not only the calcium that's delivered in the product, but also the, the calcium that's available in the soil and get it into the plant. So those are the types of nanotechnologies that we deal with. It's, in, it's important that we pay attention to these technologies so that we can, you know, we can actually get the active ingredients into the plant. Uh, when we start talking about pest control products, we, we need to be able, we don't have a whole lot of new pest control products out there. We need to make sure that we're getting as much of that active ingredient where it needs to be as possible. It's the only way that, that, that we can that we can protect that resource and get the effect we want. We only have so many ways of delivering nutrients in commercial agriculture, so we need to kind of take a, pay attention to some of these nanotechnologies and, and these ways of actually leveraging and getting more of our more of those nutrients and active ingredients into into the plant <clears throat> or where or where the where it's most effective. You said oral RZ, that that's the orange oil, right? So how yeah. exactly how does that work? How does how does orange oil help as a surfactant to get more nutrients into the plant? Orange oil, just like a lot of other plant oils, but orange oil is probably the best study and actually the best the best plant oil to do it is increases increases the solubility. It actually will it will actually put uh, in, in this in this case, calcium or soil-bound calcium and other products into solution that allows the plant to take it up. Orange oil also has uh, some products called flavonoids, which are basically plant-active agents that have uh, an impact on plants. Because they come from plants, they have an impact on plants. Cell elongation, uh, longer roots, more root hairs, those are the types of things that that the flavonoids and orange oil will help do. So you're actually having both a biological as well as a chemical effect when you're using these products. You're increasing the solubility of the nutrients in the soil, 
freeing them up. And then we're also the flavonoids and the orange oils, increasing the root mass, increasing the ability for the plant to take up that nutrient, and it takes up the nutrient much faster. Uh, that technology, that nanotechnology is also used in the, the nano cow product, which is important. Tubers, in, in, in especially when we're talking about uh, potatoes, calcium is critical that we get as much calcium as we can into that tuber so it stores well so that we can that we can uh, we can have as big a yield and as healthy a, a tuber as possible so that we can we can then store it well that's what we're that's what we're doing with the nanocal and again some of that stuff we have seen nice results with that uh, increasing yield increasing uh, size, improving size distribution increasing tuber calcium uniformly regardless of the, the trial we're doing it's kind of a, a very interesting all these nanotechnology very interesting concept and from your trials it's they've uh, been working for you yes uh, um, to be to be honest with you I was somewhat skeptical of the product and nanotechnologies in general when we started doing some of this work three or four years ago. Um, and I, and we set, we set the trials up and I, I didn't anticipate much. As a matter of fact, I put, a, put the trials on, on soils that very, had very high calciums in the first place. And I really didn't anticipate seeing the result. I've always said about, we've done, we've done research in calcium products and potatoes, probably half a dozen or a dozen products over my career. And I've always said four things about calcium research and calcium products is one, the calcium has to be soluble, <clears throat> has to be delivered early, has to be delivered next to the root. And the most important thing about the fourth thing, and it's the most important thing is calcium products don't work. <laughs> uh, and as a, as a rule, I said that to the to the oral agri guys when they came to do the research, but we did it anyway, and I was I was pleasantly surprised. We we did we saw a significant increase in in yield, uh, tuber calcium levels, specific gravity, which is important in processing at least on the east coast and making sure that we have good uh, specific gravity going in in and out of storage. Our storage trials showed that not only did we maintain we maintained the calcium. Um, in the tuber during storage, but we also saw a decrease in what, what we call pressure bruise, which is usually a, a symptom of a, a low level of calcium in the, in the paraderm or the, the, the surface of the, of the uh, tuber as it comes out of storage. It's usually a gray mark, and I'm talking to potato guys. They already know that. But So we did see in our storage results a, a reduction in pressure bruise as well. So it was a it's, it's been quite successful, and, and I've been I've been impressed with it. Uh, Oral Agri is a fairly not fairly they are a very data driven company. So when we got the results uh, the first time, they said, "Well, that's good. Let's do it again. Make sure make sure it works." So and we and we repeated it and saw very similar results. So that's a, a very uh, very encouraging that we this nanotechnology, the the, the surfactants, and getting things getting things delivered where they need to be is good that's, a, that's awesome being able to see that that's a, that's critical as we move forward in agriculture being able to produce food with with fewer resources well and you said um we're not likely to get any new active ingredients so uh what we have it it's about taking what we have and and making it more useful more beneficial and more effective Absolutely. It, it, it's one of the things that, 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 that really fits, I think, 
fits real well for my growers that I represent and, and pay attention to up here. We don't have those new active, and we've got nice combinations coming out and stuff like that, but most all of these guys are now generic, and, and we still, and, they, and they're effective to the most, for the most of that, but make sure that we can have the longest life for those active ingredients. Uh, it's important that we get them where we need them. All right, it fits, it fits well for us. We want, as growers, we want, obviously, we need to make a living and a crop and ultimately a profit, but ultimately, we also want to get that active ingredient and those nutrients where they're supposed to go, all right? Because we can, if we can get more in there, if we're paying a dollar for a dollar of nutrients or a dollar of active ingredient, and we can get 60 cents of that into the plant instead of 30 cents into the plant, that's that's an advantage to us. The more the more active ingredient we get in, and the more effective it is against our pests, the less likely we are to have resistances. The more likely we get, the, the more we get those those active ingredients and nutrients in, the less likely they're going to negatively impact the uh, environment. Right? That's how that that's how that works, and that's important to us as a as we begin to. To, we, we want to grow food and, and potentially pass our farm down to the next generation. We got to have we got to have those uh, those resources used at their utmost so that we can we can do that. It's all part of uh, being st- stewards of the soil and, and farms and exactly um, that's right. This is this, planning this, for the this future. Fits right into what the stewardship that, that we that we need and we and we all have we all have that as a core as we grow as we grow that's that's what we do we, we have that as a core when we're trying to grow when we're trying to grow products or grow crops to, to feed people okay so what other products or technologies have you tested that seem to be working for for your growers in your area well uh again most of these most of the ones that we're dealing with are uh Increasing solubility, increasing delivery. There are a number of uh, there are a number of small sugar molecules that we're doing. Uh, those are not necessarily at the same commercial level that uh, that the Oro Agri products are that are proven and are now out and, and available. But we're doing some uh, availability of. Uh, uh, some sugar alcohols that increase the uptake primarily of nutrients, not necessarily of not necessarily of uh, control products. Uh, we are also dealing with a, a combination of products uh, of polyionic polymers, which actually interact with uh, the active ingredient. They're they're active in, meaning test active ingredients, uh, metaxols and things like that, uh, and uh, strobes that that will increase the increase the solubility of the product in water, in poor quality water, uh, as well as into liquid fertilizers. Uh, those again are at the, those are at the just now beginning in the commercial trial levels and uh, seeing really nice results as well. Uh, so there's a, there's a number of, and there's technologies out there that, that are just at the, at the proof of concept level that uh, that will they'll be years before we actually get them to the <laughs> get them to the field but but they're very interesting in and of themselves so can you talk to me a little more about the uh the poor water quality and um what what's actually going on there well uh when we're dealing with when we're dealing with active ingredients they are uh, by definition uh an organic uh, usually an organic compound that, that's manufactured uh uh from uh, from base molecules, and they're really being made primarily 
to, to do what we're asking them to do, to kill a pathogen, to kill an insect or a herbicide. And then what we then what we have to do is we need to make sure that we can get that into a form that the that a grower can use. Uh, that usually is a number of combinations of surfactants or emulsifiers or things like that. And oftentimes what will happen is they are somewhat they can be somewhat of a delicate uh, mo- molecule. So if you put them in, for example, very acidic soils. I'm sorry, waters or very alkaline waters. They they change. They're usually designed to exist at a certain pH. Or or you put them into uh, high highly alkaline soils. Or, gee, I keep saying soils. I'm sorry, water in alkaline waters. They change or their efficacy goes down. All right. So what what these what these new molecules do is interact and combine and allow them to interact with less water or with with wider ranges of pH or even stay in suspension or solution in dirty water, meaning turbid water, stuff that's got stuff floating in it where we see in Africa and, and some of the Asian areas where they just they don't have nice, deep, clean water like we would consider. Our, we, can, we have good water in this continent, but as a rule, in other places, you're oftentimes they're sucking out of a canal or something like that. So you still want to have those active ingredients be effective soluble and available to the plant or be put into the into the area that they want all right and to be most effective without being impacted by the water quality or 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 water ph so that's uh or the amount of water as well we're dealing with folks in in the desert environment they don't necessarily have the level of water that we have that's necessary to keep that active ingredient in solution or suspension so the technology those coming technologies will certainly impact agriculture in the future. Absolutely, yes. And and for the and for the good. Being being able to good. be more effective by using uh, less products, being able to being used in a wider range of areas. In our instance, it's uh, up in, in more in the more developed world, it will allow us to be able to blend uh, products in with liquid fertilizers and still have them be effective and not be a, a clump of mass, a mess at the bottom of the tank <laughs> after we've just spent uh, $150 a gallon for something to have a, a bunch of crap on the bottom of your tank, which is all your active ingredients, or may, may be all your active ingredients. So those those things are going to come, and those are those are very close to commercialization. Well, very good. So we have some good things to look forward to, and that's the uh, that's the polymers. Is that right? yeah? And that's and again, that's the uh, again, if our you know that's that's important that we that we that we be make take this stuff take this stuff seriously don't don't just when somebody comes and talks to you about nanotechnology or molecular level stuff i'd i'd advise the grower don't don't dismiss it out of hand it's easy to roll your eyes when you hear these terms i think yeah exactly and it's easy to do because i like i said when i was doing the nanocal stuff which turned out to be very uh something that my my growers now use commonly you know I, i when i first was looking at that i really did just kind of roll my eyes but it's it it does fit. I mean, it don't dismiss. It's not that complicated. It's not the. It's not you know. It's not supercomputers. It's just nice. It, and it fits with what we do as growers. It gets it gets the most biggest bang for our products that we're buying. It gets them where they're supposed to go. It gives us a. It gives us the opportunity to to, to make a better, safer, easier crop. Have delay our delay the. Uh, 
the onset of resistances so that we have those active ingredients for a longer period of time. And ultimately, it makes ultimately it makes you money, <laughs> which is what growers want to do. Not only do they want to grow a crop and feed feed people, but they also have to make a living and, and make a and make a, a profit. And this is this technology, believe it or not, though it sounds complex, it, it really is relatively simple and something that maybe they could take a look at and not just dismiss out of hand. So. And improve their ROI. So exactly. um, I'm going to give you an opportunity here to uh, give us some kind of general advice too. Do you have uh, some general advice you would like to give to growers out there? Uh, always, uh, again, this is a we're beginning a growing season. I always tell everybody I really I want, I want them to have a successful and and safe growing season. It's it's easy. It's a it's a lot of hard work. A lot of big equipment. I want everybody to be to be safe and and uh, enjoy themselves and get and get some production done. Uh, also, you know, always always be looking for the looking for the new thing because that's that's what we're gonna be doing it doesn't mean that you have to be have to take it on on the whole farm but to make sure that we're always looking and and grabbing a hold of those, those new technologies and trying them out because uh, that's where that's how we're going to be sustainable in terms of being able to pass farms on from from one generation to the next and and be able to do uh, do more with less is what we're going to always have to do it's nothing that we in agriculture haven't had to do in the past but we're always going to continue to have to do it in the future as well so do more with less and um i'm sure that there are very few if any growers today that are doing things the same way that their grandfathers did so that's right um always always looking for the new always always looking for the new thing for sure even though even though sometimes it uh, it gets a little bit tiresome <laughs> it's always it's always important to be looking for the new and and being safe and and growing growing good quality crops all right well i think um i think we'll wrap it up there and um i want to thank noel curry for coming on the potato podcast today and um hope Hope the listeners have enjoyed this. Thank you, Noel. Thank you very much for the opportunity. I appreciate it. We'll uh, look forward to doing this again at another time. Have a great day. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only, and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests. We do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of Columbia Media Group or its affiliates. 